This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show. What is going on? This is Tailgate Talks, and you're listening to the Tailgate. This is the Super Bowl edition, one that we've been kind of waiting for for weeks. Uh, definitely excited about this one because uh, this is this is a um, a slightly unexpected Super Bowl for all of us, I'm sure, and uh, I'm pretty sure for anybody out there listening, for you as well. Don't think anybody was predicting the Bengals preseason, midseason, even postseason. So. Wild, wild finish. We're definitely excited to be talking about that here in a little bit. Uh, also got a little bit of NBA news to discuss with you guys. And as always, we'll wrap it up with some shot bets for y'all. But uh, before we do jump into that, make sure you do follow us on Spotify and on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating on both. And if it is on iTunes, make sure you drop the review below. As far as uh, on social media accounts, on Twitter, you'll find us at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube if you do Swing by that YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell notification to be notified each time we post a new video. Usually it's about one to two of those, and, and they do they do all right. They do all right. Uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And lastly, if you have any short thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show or podcast, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. We got plenty we want to talk about in a little bit of time. We're on a little bit of a time crunch today because, uh, yeah, as, as most of y'all know, we, we are all also Texas Tech fans. And uh, if you're listening to the live recording, we got a uh, Texas Tech basketball game starting in about 30 minutes. So let's go ahead and get right into this. Are you ready for the football? All right, Dustin, we got some football. Are you ready for it? The Super Bowl is finally here, guys. It's time for the big game. I know Pro Bowl was last week. If you watched that, that was a very exciting game of touch flag football, I guess. That was, uh... But that's why it's pointless and no one cares. The people that get their panties in a lot about it are stupid. Real game is this week, yeah. Sunday night. But then we're out of football for a little while. So enjoy it. Soak it up. Great halftime show coming, too. Bengals and Rams, we have, I think Brooks mentioned it last week, back-to-back seasons of the home, the host city, getting a hometown team into the Super Bowl. We've gone 50-some years of this Super Bowl and NFL without it ever happening, and now we have back-to-back seasons. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won last year to be the first, and now the Rams trying to follow up. Um, Brooks, let's just start with you. What are your initial thoughts on Bengals and Rams, and I know we're all probably going to say Bengals shouldn't be here, but hey, here they are. Yeah, it's uh, in a season full of I don't knows and <laughs> breaking down games by saying uh, either team could win this. We get the most perfect Super Bowl to kind of summarize what this season yep. has been. It's two of the most hit or miss teams 
in the league, I felt like, this season. And here they get a clash in the Super Bowl. It, it's kind of been hard for me to get as hyped for this game because, yeah, you know, I guess I'm in it. The testament to Tom Brady. I've gotten so used to him being in Super Bowls and the storylines. And, yeah. you know, it's been a while since we've had a Super Bowl that just doesn't have any storylines that really I jump out. Something about that, just a tangent. This is like the first time in like, I don't know, 15 or so years. I don't remember the day or the number that we don't have Brady, Rodgers, yeah. or a Manning in the Super Bowl or one of the teams. It was a weird, like, four-combo thing. Yeah, like, I saw that. It's pretty wild, though, that it's finally something kind of new-ish. And, yeah, it's taking some time to get used to. It's definitely taking some time to get used to. But I do, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, there are storylines that are yeah. interesting to me. You know, if Joe Burrow and the Bengals win this, he's asserted himself as uh, an icon in the league already <laughs> just two years in. Um, doing it with a franchise that nobody believed in whatsoever, a franchise that has been middling for the longest time and seemed to not really care about getting better or anything like that. And then you kind of luck into Joe Burrow and doesn't matter if your offensive line sucks, you're still able to get to the Super Bowl off it. And then, you know, the Rams, they move to Hollywood, they build this new stadium, they literally go all in on this team. A few different times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but they ultimate all in this year, getting Stafford, getting, you know, Odell Beckham um, and getting to host the Super Bowl and they end up there. So ultimately, while it's kind of an uninteresting Super Bowl compared to previous ones, there's still some fun things uh, to talk about it. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, we'll get to some like individual players. I did hear before I kick it to you, Arlie, that. You know, it's pretty nice for the Rams this week that, you know, they're staying at their own houses with their own yeah. family, like just hanging out. They don't have to travel and do that whole, this whole like two week deal of media. I mean, they're doing it, but they and they've been home a regular week for them. And, like That's what's awesome. Yeah. And kind of to add on to that real quick is they've been home for a while now because they got to host the NFC championship there too. Yes. So be home for a whole ass month. And that's, you don't, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal to not have to go to a city and spend a week in a hotel yeah. where away from your family. It's not a ton to do. You're out of your regular routine because during the season, that's not what they do. You know, they're there for get there maybe Friday and do Saturday, Sunday, or maybe even Saturday and you're out of there Sunday, like maybe a one day or two night at the most. Super Bowl, Bengals are there like on Tuesday. Like they're yeah. there for a while. So a big deal Arlie what are your team thoughts on these two guys matchups I mean I'm enjoying it uh I I I mean I've I've been saying that all playoffs long like uh and all season long I enjoy I enjoy watching Joe Burrow succeed and uh this is this is Matthew Stafford getting his dues uh for for putting his time in on on one of the one of the league's kind of shittiest teams to play for like so uh, on both ends of this, like uh, I'm not super invested in either team, so like honestly, I- I'm in a great spot to watch this game. Yeah. Let's be real. Like, yes. like I love. Uh, 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 this is a good Super Bowl. I'm actually excited to watch it. It's not like it's like two teams that I don't care anything about. <clears throat> but like, 
but like you it, can it, relax and kick yeah. back and watch it and just enjoy football right either way and like go sports I, and hope, like you hope they have fun i'm cool with either team winning you know you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah we, we're all rob lowe wearing the nfl hat NFL. <laughs> we're all we're all that 100 so before we get into players like my my kind of thoughts like i mean the rams they were here what two years ago yeah um three years ago something like that uh so they've been here, but obviously couldn't pull it off with Jared Goff, so make this big move. Looking team-wise, you're not, like, amped up about it, and it doesn't get the storylines going. But once you dig in, like, oh, I like Joe Burrow. I like all these young guys on Cincinnati. You got Odell Beckham, Matthew Stafford. Aaron Donald was super pissed off and revengeful from when they lost the previous time. Like, mm-hmm. once you dig in, like, the individual stuff, it starts to get – fire you up a little more yeah and so let's get into like players no are you mentioned we all like the joe burrow story yeah. he could be the first player ever to win a like i think it's like heisman national championship and super bowl like all three and obviously being here in his second year i think that's the first time a number one pick's ever been here this early yeah. ne- he would accomplish never lost a playoff yeah. game never yeah. lost one he would so, accomplish all of that in a span of three years. That's three years and after transferring and incredible, incredible dude. Um, besides um, Burrow, which I mean, if you want to throw him in, go ahead. What else are we watching for? Let's go on the Bengals side first, Arlie. Um, Who are you? Well, uh, so let's start with the obvious one, which is going to be that Bengals offensive line. What are we going to get? <clears throat> right, because I'm like. More- I'm more uh, worried for them. <laughs> yeah, right? And so, like, you know, you, you, you got you got kind of a pissed-off defensive line right now with their leader being the maddest person and also one of the best defensive players to, to probably ever bless the NFL being mad. So, like, my biggest watch is just how much and how hard are they going to be able to keep, you know, the Rams off of Joe Burrow. That That's going to be my one of my biggest kind of – Look, sure. Lookouts for this game. Uh, the receiving core for 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 Cincinnati, definitely keep an eye on that. But uh, how's that how's that O line going to hold up? Yeah, uh, Brooks Bengals side. Who are you rooting for, wanting to succeed, or looking for the failure? Kind of like the offensive line, possibly. Yeah, um, I'll I'll choose somebody else since Arlie hit the the offensive line, but that's obviously the big biggest key of the game oh, for yeah. me, and I'll. I'll kind of tag along with that and say Joe Mixon. Yeah, uh, I think he, his importance in this game uh, cannot be underestimated. You know, uh, the Rams' rush defense has been killing it this postseason. I think in the three postseason games so far that they played, they've only given up 160 rushing yards. <laughs> and um, you know, they stuffed the 49ers' run offense, which that's a impressive thing to do because that's an amazing rushing offense with all the scheming and stuff that they do so to be able to stop that it's got to give them a lot of confidence but they're going to need a running game to protect burrow at times they can't just drop back and throw it all the time if he's getting sacked so they're going to need to be able to create running lanes and joe mixon's going to need to take advantage of that uh, i think for the Bengals offense to have uh, a good game they're going to want to try to keep this scoring low i think um, I don't think you want to get in a foot race with the Rams. And mm-hmm. so I think having good long drives and Joe Mixon getting going, I think is a big key for them. So to tag on on that, I don't think it's just his run game. You could get him 
involved in that screen game too. Yeah. That's what'll slow down those Vaughn Miller and that D line yeah. from just hammering at Joe Burrow. Cause that's what they're going to want to do. Yeah. They just want to run straight forward, you know, either into Joe Mixon or Joe Burrow. If you yep. can get, get them going wide and get some screens successfully and get Mixon or these other guys on some screens and defensive line has to guess a little bit, then you could definitely see some success there. Yep. For sure. Um, any other Bengals players really keen on besides Jamar Chase too? Yeah, I felt like that was just the kind of too obvious. Ramsey's going to be all over him, so yeah. that'll be an interesting matchup. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, but that hasn't seemed to stop Chase much this year. But yeah, I don't think he's also faced quite the caliber of corner as Ramsey is. Yeah, uh, I guess Money Mac. Uh, the kicker for the Bengals. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I hope we get some best. pressure situations with McPherson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that would be fun. I was listening to a podcast today that they sprinkled a little bit of money on him being the MVP of the oh. Super Bowl. Um, and, and, you know, the way they were talking, if the Bengals really want to keep this low and all that stuff, they would get down and they have got an automatic kicker. So, you know, what if he makes four field goals and they win? Like, is he going to be the, is he going to be the MVP? Um, I mean, yeah, but, if they uh, win like 19 to 14 and yeah, 12 I, of their points or field goals. Sure. But I thought that was kind of funny and, but it kind of could be serious yeah. with the way he's been kicking the ball and kind of oh, how yeah. they use them. They're not afraid to, they're not that no. kind of team that's just always going to go for it on fourth. They're like, Hey, we got a guy who can get three points. We're going to take advantage of that. All right, so let's go Rams side. They are, if you go guy for guy, I mean, the Rams are, they're more star-studded. They got the veteran, you know, guys that have all the Pro Bowls and all pros, and they've been here. I mean, they got Whitworth, who's like just turned 40 years old playing left tackle. (laughs) Like, they got old dudes. They got the skill guys. They're not the under-26 all-star team like the Bengals are. They're the old old veterans. I mean, Stafford's Mm -hmm. here for 13th year in the league. This is kind of his make or break Hall of Fame type moment. I mean, that's what it's being propped up as, and it's not out of the question. I mean, you know, he's going to get back here. Um, outside of our big time quarterback, who else are we looking for on the Rams side, Brooks? Our guy, Cooper Cup, man. Cooper uh, Cup. He's been my MVP for this Rams team all season long. Uh, it helps to have Stafford, who's able to get you the ball. But the way Cup continues to get open time in, time out on key third down plays where, you know, he's locked up with the best cornerback on the other team and he's still able to get free. He's still able to get the big catch. Um, he's, you know, had a almost record-breaking season. He's having a, one of the best receiving postseasons in the history of the NFL. And so if the Rams offense is – you know, if they're going to win this game, that correlates with Cooper Cup having a big day. And yeah. so, you know, I love Cooper Cup. He's a fun receiver to watch. And so I kind of expect him to have. I never understand how he gets so open over the middle, especially yeah. on third downs. And it's like, how is nobody within seven yards of him? Yeah. And you know, <laughs> they're the doubling time. him. And you know, they're like double teaming him or shadowing him, but yet he still finds the open part of the field and 
Um, and then, of course, you know, Odell Beckham's helped a lot with that. He's been really Definitely. good this postseason. So that helps create open lanes for Cup because you can't just sell out on stopping him. But I'm excited to get to watch him in the Super Bowl. The last time the Rams made it, he was hurt, so he didn't get to play in that. So hmm. uh, I'm excited to see him out there and possibly could be a wide receiver Super Bowl MVP. Uh, That's what I was going to ask. Is he going to be your MVP hopeful, I guess, for the Rams side of things? Yeah, I think if you're not going quarterback, I think the two big uh, possibilities would be Cup or Aaron Donald. Um, I think those would be like the two kind of big guys to watch. But okay, um, Arlie, before I kick it to you, I just had a good idea. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Do this. Mm. We're gonna pick our winner, score, and also non-quarterback MVP. Yeah. All right. So. Think of that through the rest of our conversation here. Arley, Rams player you're looking for. Stafford's an obvious guy. Cooper Cup, Brooks just mentioned, all-star stud. Who else are you on the lookout for, hopeful for, cheering for? I mean, let's be real. Um, and I kind of said it with the with the Bengals segment there, though, which was <clears throat> we got a pissed off Aaron Donald. Yeah, how we do He's mad about the last time. He we we got a pissed off Aaron Donald, and, and 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 he's a generational talent at his position. So like, imagine him being angry. <clears throat> well, uh, well, we we yeah. we we have we have a generational talent at at a O line that in this same playoffs allowed nine sacks. Yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, uh, that's gonna be my biggest who to watch is just that 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 defensive line versus yeah. that O line because. I, I, I've never really been scared of the Cincinnati defense until the Chiefs kind of put up a fucking goose egg on, on us. But like, that's not that's not a part of the real equation. So like, I my my biggest who to watch or what to watch is just Aaron Donald and how bad they double double up on him, and uh, what that what that defensive line is going to do to get to Joe Burrow because you 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 don't give up. You know, nine sacks to 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 the Titans, and come in come come into the Rams Stadium, and and think you're 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 gonna like go away with with zero sacks again. Yeah. Or one yeah, one, totally. one sack like against the Chiefs, right? Key to the game is is that matchup because we saw how I called it last year that that Bucks D line is gonna tear up this injured. Chiefs O line mm -hmm. and Pat was running for his life like he was at Tech, and it was a horrible game for the Chiefs because of that. This game could turn out similar, very much so, because of that discrepancy of great D line against bad O line. Now, could they make it work like last week and avoid those problems? Hopefully, you get that, you got a good game on your hands. Or if it's like the Titans game, it's probably not going to be a good game on your hands. Right. Um, for the Rams, the guy, I mean, besides our great receivers and Stafford, we mentioned Joe Mixon. I think Cam Akers is a huge plus and X factor for them. I mean, five months, six months out of Achilles injury, and he's back and looks like he's 100%. And he adds healthy legs and a powerful but also super agile back that they do a yeah. lot with and they can get creative with and so getting him mixed in if they're gonna you know double cup maybe double odell every now and then i don't know like he's gonna have some chances to swing around get out in the open and make some plays out there and that could be uh who's uh who, who who's got the better kicker you think mcpherson 
You think? Yeah. Just hands down, right? Yeah. I'm right? pretty sure the uh, – oh, what's his name? Mag. Matt Gay, he was he missed uh, a few, even in this postseason. He missed a forty-seven yard field goal short. short. <laughs> so like, he's so been a little injured. So they have the better kicker for sure. Even though he's a rookie, he's hasn't missed a kick in the postseason yet. I'm just saying, a, a lot of these Super Bowls lately have kind of been been close and have come down to those kickers that. Oh may, yeah. May, maybe maybe Mac is like you know somebody we need to be kind of. Kind of targeting guess, on this who to watch. I guess we're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is probably what he'll say. Uh, uh, is there any it. other? Already just mentioned our kicker matchup. Um, Brooks, is there any other storyline or matchup you're kind of wanting or eyeing for? Um, we'll take it to the coaching matchup. I'm excited for McVay to get kind of an opportunity. He's been very open about how that last Super Bowl and how getting his ass kicked by Bill Belichick has, you know, stayed with him and he's done everything he can to get back there and, you know, not have that kind of showing. So he's extra motivated uh, to get this done. So I'm kind of excited to see what he's going to draw up. That's an interesting um, point also because that team was like the number one offense and never yeah. like stumbled all year and then put up three points. This team has stumbled a lot this year. Yeah, this honestly. team stumbled. It, it it's very like, – I do yeah. get like, yeah, he's motivated, but I don't know if – I don't have as much faith in it just because uh, I've seen you, I've seen you not do it this year quite often. I don't know if that's necessarily him or sometimes Stafford because right. Stafford is a – kind of an unpredictable quarterback you know there's moments where he's absolutely on fire and unstoppable but he's gonna throw you a pick every game it's whether you catch it or not he's gonna do that maybe once or twice uh but i'm curious to see what you know how motivated this team is once they get there if how you know fired up mcveigh gets on the sideline and if you know he really tries to put it on him uh this time and and not have any regrets uh leaving this Leaving this Super Bowl. Yeah. Are there anything else you're looking for? No. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm I'm, ex- I'm just excited to watch. I mean, uh, let, let's let's be real. Like, I'm here to enjoy the Super Bowl, and oh, yeah. uh, so I, I'm I'm also here for that halftime show of a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of old rap goats, and uh, and then you know so I'm I'm hoping for some good commercials as always. They've done good on the halftime show the last few years. Yeah, like. yeah. So like, I'm just I'm just here for the entertainment. I I, I like this game, <laughs> but I'm not like I'm not like gonna be hurt by by any win or loss situ- scenario here. So like, I hope it's an entertaining begin to end. Okay, so let's get to our shot bets and prediction time now. Are we gonna say on your shot bet you can go? away from your pick since we have a four and a half point line. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to ask y'all what y'all thought. If your shot bet is your lock, your locks, your pickup, or if you're, you yeah, I think we should do that this time. I think when you have a couple of games, a big game. yeah. yeah. So yeah, your, your shot bet will be your pick for this game as well. So I think me and Arlie are a game apart. So I think, us picking oh. matters in the standings. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> go first. Let you guys think about it real quick. Um, 
I've been back and forth a lot on it. I don't know. I mean, the Bengals were always like, I don't know, nothing to lose. Might as well go out there and F it. Let's see what happens. And that's, they've rode that all the way here with McPherson and Burrow. But I think Rams kind of like revenge from a few years ago with McVay and Donald, the redemption for Stafford. I'm going to pick the Rams here, even though it's a four and a half point spread in the home stadium, getting that back-to-back win for the home team. And my MVP, Vaughn Miller, won it for Denver quite a few years ago as well. So he'll get his second Super Bowl MVP for a second team. And what score are you going with? Ooh, score, score, score. Third, no, yeah. Got to be five points or more. Let me come back on the score. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> but let's kick it to Arley. You're up. All right. So, so what are we? What all are we answering right now? Picking winner, score, um, and MVP. Bengals, Rams, four and a half. The score <clears throat> and MVP. So your MVP has to come from the winning team as well. so i i think that the rams are going to win this but by like three i don't think that they're going to win by five is the deal i think it's going to be like 27 to 24 kind of win so not super high score but like you know it's a couple more than more than an alabama georgia game uh so yeah so like i'm on the Bengals side of the bet technically but like i don't see them beating beating them by five they're just not consistent enough in my opinion to put that up um and especially with this being super bowl those field goals are gonna are gonna are gonna be big money and so i i expect those chiefs to get points on every drive not a lot but some, so they'll keep this closer. And I think what people are ex- assuming I, uh, as far as MVP goes again, I do think that the Rams are going to be the, the winners here. Uh, so I mean, uh, let's go ahead and kind of pull for some, for some Cooper cup on the, on the, on the MVP. Okay. All right. So, so Bengals. Well, no, hold on. I'm with you. I'm with you. Bengals on the shot bet. But you bet. think the Rams are going to win? That's why you're going to take Cup. Yeah, yeah. In the MVP. Okay, right. you can. What was it. your final score yeah. prediction? 27-24 Rams. Okay. <clears throat> you can do that. I like that little little switch in there. That works out. A little squiggle. So, all right, Brooks. All to you. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna Let's take. Go the Rams winning. I'm gonna take the Rams uh, mm-hmm. to cover. I think them being home, I think them having the pass rushers that they have. Yeah. Um, I think they have the more uh, consistent offense, the more experienced team overall. And so I'm going to go with the Rams to win this one. Uh, I think this will be a rather low scoring game. Uh, so I'm going to go with them winning 24 17. Uh, and yeah, Cooper cut my. MVP, oh, I think. All right. 
I think if they win, it'll probably be Stanford. I think he'll get his flowers, but if it goes to an offensive player, that's not yeah. him. It's going to be like yeah. Cooper Cup had 15 catches and <laughs> like 100-some yards. And, yeah. So. I'm going to go back to my score at the Rams and Vaughn Miller. I was just looking back at like – History of some scores here. Um, a lot of 24s like y'all have in there. I think I did, also went through this last year. Uh, the last two winners have had 31 points. Hmm. So I think I'm going to hop on that bandwagon and see if we can go for a three-peat with 31 points for the Rams and 23 for the Bengals. Got to get some McPherson kicks in there. Right, yeah. I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't want to pick like a like a twenty, and he only gets one kick. I think he'll get multiple kicks in there, um, get it up. So thirty-one twenty-three on that. Okay. So Arley's the only one. We all have Rams win, or yeah, Rams winning the game. Arley has the Bengals though, slipping in there and covering that four and a half. We have Vaughn Miller and Cooper Cup twice for MVPs outside of quarterbacks. And our last shot bet, it's always my favorite Super Bowl bet, the coin toss. Brooks, are you picking heads or tails? Go with tails. Tails never fails. Yeah. You too, Arlie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no, who picks heads? Oh, I'm going to pick heads just because y'all went the other way. Just Fucking... to give us some entertainment. See, you're doing it for entertainment. The only psychos actually think hey. that heads wins. We but are... it'll win now because. <laughs> we are in this for entertainment for us. Mm-hmm. For the game. You meant, you said it yourself. We're just oh, in yeah. this for entertainment. Oh, yeah. The other like fun sidetrack prop bet is like the. How long the national anthem goes? Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about I that. See one. What we did that last right year. Now. It's usually around like somewhere. A minute and twenty six seconds is what I have heard. That's really low. Who do we have singing? They said that there was. I've heard reports that her warm up or rehearsal was like ninety six seconds or something under, like that. Under, uh, usually anthem. it's around like the one forty one fifty nine. Was last year one fifty five the year before? Like it's usually like one forty five to two minutes. Pink did two minutes. Gladys Knight did one forty seven. That's the last four years. See, see, so wow, we're really low this year. She's trying to book it. She's trying to do it. And the home of the brave. (laughs) She's not holding any notes. The last time you have to screw it up. Yeah, she's not holding any notes out. She's just getting through it. Singing, let's off. go. Get to she the took, game. I she put game. money on the under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any other prop bets y'all always like every year? Um, or like this year? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm always a fan of the kind of stuff that doesn't really happen yeah. in the football game, you know, like the coin toss, the national anthem, Ooh, the those right kind of things. The Gatorade, what color the Gatorade's going to be. Um, you know, orange is a popular bet this year because if you're betting the orange, you're betting the Bengals to win. And if you're the Bengals, you have to have orange Gatorade, right? Yeah. Um, and if you're the Rams, you have to have, like, yellow or blue. So My favorite, like, past one was Belichick, what color cutoff he was going to win. <laughs> 
like it was kind of tough to figure out <laughs> yeah some of the other ones like uh, i've gotten paying attention a little more to player props there's a lot of odell beckham over 50 yards i you know that would i think would be a, a pretty good bet um i've seen a burrow know. or i saw one today a burrow 35 pass attempts or something like that 34 mm-hmm. and a half attempts there's a bet that you can uh both quarterbacks to throw an interception in the game i think that might be a smart bet i like that yeah um long cooper so. cup cooper cup's longest reception how many commercials will feature a dog? Oh, <laughs> will, what's the men on that one? Uh, six and a half. Over. <laughs> uh, will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? Yes. Uh, it doesn't say smoke once for sure. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, will a new song be performed? That's kind of boring. Eh, probably not with this group. Probably not. They'll probably play some of the hits. I think that one, that kind of music one's always kind of in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They got some good ones. Are, they got some good ones out there. Ones. All right. All right. So Super Bowl talk. A lot of fun there. Have fun Sunday. Be safe. You're going out. All that good stuff. Um, bring good food. Always. Don't come empty-handed. Bring food. Bring drinks. You're going somewhere. Don't be the chips and salsa guy. Don't be that guy. Um, NFL news real quick, a couple things. Alvin Kamara was not amused with the lack of physicality and hitting in the Pro Bowl, so he went out and hit <laughs> people in nightclubs after the Pro Bowl. Amazing intro. Uh, it's just – I also saw that they need to just get football out of Vegas <laughs> because people cannot – they out of trouble since they have moved football to Vegas. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, funny, but eh. <laughs> not wrong either, though. I had heard. I thought that it was the night before the Pro Bowl because he was arrested after the Pro Bowl was ah, over. Yikes! Um, so I, I'm not gotcha. real sure what happened the night before, but Ugh. involves police and bodily harm was the report. So, oh yeah, not, um, not great. And then. All of our nine head coaching positions have been filled as of this week. Brian Flores, after filing, was not hired by any of them. The Texans took a left turn into Lovey Smith Lane, and not, I don't understand why. Arley, do you want to go in on your own team? Not as mad about that as you would think, because like he's got a lot of head coaching experience and a Super Bowl. Like... I'm not pissed off about that. It's a little weird. I'm not, not going to lie. I'm Lovey Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there, there was, there was kind of a, there is, there was that little bit of Lovey Smith pressure to to make sure that we had like a, a any kind of like diversity hire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that was out there. Sure. Or uh, I mean, a uh, 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 Flores pressure for a diversity hire, and so like. I'm not mad about it being Lovey. Uh, he he's got you know a, a plus 500 record, and it it is a band aid over the wound. It's not the solution. We've seen what Lovey Smith can do, and and but he's got a ton of experience, and and it'll be a positive direction, just not a massive slope. If we're yeah. talking of like like uh, graphically, you know, we're not going way up here. We're just kind of just inching upwards and. 
I'm not mad about it. It's an experienced guy, and 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 uh, we're we're we're. I'm I'm happy that we're one of the diversity hires, especially being, uh, Houston of all places. Yeah, I mean, you already had a minority head coach. That wasn't gonna last though. We previous season. I, I Neither get is it. Lovey. Like your band aid could have been this guy from before that won you four games with a horrible, horrible roster. And you could have went one more year with him and then done this. And also it's kind of like you knew if you get fired him after one year, you probably knew what halfway through the year, you're probably going to do that. Maybe before then going into how could you not land in a better option? Why did you have to circle back to this bandaid to, two-year hire type guy, and then they're going to do it all over again. It's hard to get people to want to come coach in Houston at the moment, too. Yeah. So, like, you, you're, you're, you don't you're, know the you're, Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah. So, like – That's why you just write out the guy you had because maybe things – and try to situate your roster better, and then I, in another year or two, you might be in a better position. Maybe, but, like, I, I – I agree I, you were in a horrible roster position. That's why it was also a bad move to – just fire him. Empty the chamber out and start over. Like, yeah. <sighs> Brooks, I, do you have any thoughts there or no? <laughs> I just thought that they got boxed in by the Flores stuff. And um, I think they were going to hire McCown. But then I mm. don't think that you could hire a white guy with literally no experience as a head coach to be an NFL head coach. Yeah. And so their next best Ooh. plan was to – and and I think like Flores, um, while I agree with everything that he's done, I think it has hurt him. Uh, and so I don't think anybody was going to hire him as their head coach. And he um, he knew after that. that. He was yeah. public about that too. He goes, I knew with filing yeah. this that it would greatly hurt my chances of ever getting hired again as a coach. Yeah, but, it, you know, he and, was doing it for the greater good type situation. And yeah, so I think you hope that Lovey's not just. Uh, I do agree. Just the doing it, and he's going to be there to be there with the shit team, and then you know lose his job because he has a shitty roster, and it's going to be hard to win with it. And you hope that he's not just like a a, a band aid over that, yeah. you know? Hey, yeah. Je- jealous of the beard though. That's just looking fire. Like, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, so I'll, I'll be real. That's why you missed it, also, Brooks. He was at Illinois for a few years, and he was like, that... he's basically on his like, I don't know, kind of pre-retirement tour and he's like i don't know yeah. screw it that, why not <laughs> that that old man beard like uh it, it's 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 look it's coming in good it's coming in good it, it's, yeah, it's just sure. the beard alone's giving me a little bit of confidence in him just that yeah um, i had seen him on the sideline like the you know yeah, various was... texans games i had no idea that was so <laughs> <laughs> like this is interesting yeah uh, side note i didn't write down to just remembered because of all these positions getting filled, the Cowboys brought back both Dan Quinn as D coordinator and Kellen Moore as offense coordinator. I think that does wonders for them next year, mm-hmm. bringing back that continuity. Um, and hopefully they can, Kellen Moore can get the offense more consistent. I think Dan Quinn, he sees this defense and he's like, dude, I get to coach Michael Parsons. Yeah. I don't have to worry about the head coaching BS. I can just coach this defense and Michael Parsons and have fun. Right. So, do, do, do you buy? Do you buy his his uh, his sprint race as a legitimate victory or no? 
His what race? The 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 sprint. They they did that. Uh, oh, with, uh, Michael Parsons at the Pro Bowl. No. Uh, do you, do you buy I mean, it as a legitimate victory, or or, or did did uh, did Hill just no. kind of actually lay I mean, off the gas? Tyreek Hill never even started the gas. <laughs> he coasted the whole thing. Nick Chubb tried. I think Trayvon Diggs, that was beside Parsons, was surprised at how hard <laughs> Parsons tried. <laughs> but that was fun to watch. That's the fun part of the Pro Bowl is all the skills oh, and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so enjoy the Super Bowl, guys, and I'll kick it over to Arley to swing it to Brooks for yeah. an NBA trade deadline talk on the shotgun. Let's go. All right, man. Let's go ahead and just <laughs> – and the, the, the perfect little beer pop there as, yeah. as the game starts for Texas Tech. All right. Let's go ahead and just get this uh, NBA shotgun rolling. All right, Brooks, this is now the NBA shotgun. Trade uh, Trades are happening. What, what's going on as far as NBA news? Yeah, so this is the time of the season where the NBA news is uh, trickling in daily. And so it's always a fun time. It's one of my favorite parts of the NBA season is trade deadline day. And while we are recording on Wednesday and you are listening on Friday, the trade deadline was yesterday in that case and so there's been a few trades that have uh trickled through here and some good ones some notable players and so those right now uh the first kind of major domino to fall is cj mccollum the portland trailblazers trading him uh from uh, the portland trailblazers to the new orleans pelicans uh this one was something that you know mccollum has been in uh trade deadline talks for his whole entire career it's felt like um, the Blazers are not winning anything this season. Dame Lillard is not playing. And so um, they are kind of going full rebuild mode right now. And this was kind of the first domino of that default, uh, first big piece of that default. So CJ McCollum out from the Blazers and onto a Pelicans team that is fighting for a play-in berth right now. They're starting to play a little bit better basketball. Zion, we still don't know anything about him returning, but this definitely makes them more competitive, gives them a shooting guard that can create his own shot. They don't always have to rely on Brandon Ingram to create for them. So a nice little pickup there for the Pelicans, in my opinion. And as for the Portland Trailblazers, I really have no idea what they're doing. They are trading out pieces left and right and getting like shit back. They aren't getting anything in return. So, um, unfortunate for dame so y'all have any thoughts on cj mccollum being traded i think good for him just kind of getting out of portland he's been in like you said been in talks for years just get him out into another team where he can actually fit in a role that's not you're just the other dame willard kind of and mm -hmm. actually get him on a team maybe some defense he's not like under that pressure of well CJ can't play defense, and well, neither can Dame, so we can't really play him. Like, get out of all that cloud of Portland. They're not going anywhere, and they're just going worse now. So good for him, I think. Yep. The next big trade that happened, and this one is the one that got the league and everybody who loves the NBA talking the most. It Love was <laughs> it happened yesterday, and it was the Sacramento Kings trading for Demontis Sabonis 
and end up getting Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday in that trade as well. And the Kings traded away Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, and Tyrese Halliburton. And if you're not familiar with who Tyrese Halliburton is, he's one of the best young players in the yeah. NBA. He's a very good uh, second-year guard. He's been having a pretty damn good season so far, a very valuable piece to have for a team that's trying to build and yet the Kings make another dumb decision, not shocking at all because this is exactly who the Sacramento Kings are, but you know, you get a good player in Sabonis who would have fit perfectly with Halliburton, but instead you trade him off. So just another dumbass thing. The Kings off at front office is doing, uh, he was young, cheap contract, just all the things valuable about, having a really good young player Tyrese Halliburton fits that mold and you just got rid of him um he was going to be a huge piece moving forward for this franchise and now you're kind of stuck with a De'Aaron Fox contract that's pretty large and looks to be pretty bad at this moment um and so just terrible kind of all the way around on the Kings and if you're the Pacers you get a pretty nice haulback for DeMontis Sabonis here. You get a good young player in Tyrese Halliburton and a nice three-point shooter in Buddy Heald. Um, so good fits with Buddy or Rick, Rick Carlisle there in Indiana. So I think they've definitely got some nice pieces. They're not going to do any winning this season, but it'll definitely help them uh, in their future uh, to have a player of Tyrese Halliburton's caliber. So y'all have any parting thoughts on this crazy trade? Yeah, like you said, I think it's dumb on the Kings part. Like, you traded away two really good young shooters. And, I mean, yeah, you got back a, like, fringe all-star guy who's been yeah. here a little bit. But, I mean, if you've watched Sabonis, he's good, but he's not, like, anything special. He doesn't wow you, really, I don't think. And, um, I, 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 mean, I think uh, I think if you talk most NBA circles, I think a lot think, of people are wowed by him. Wowed, like I feel like Wowed is. I think he's right under the Wow level. Like, well, I guess if you just like, what's your, what do you mean right, Wow yeah. level? You know, like are mean, you talking about could be an All Star or Halliburton? They were raving about Halliburton way more than yeah bonus here, but yeah, good for Indiana, kind of. But I feel like it's a very, I don't know, equal ish type move, like player wise. Like I don't know if you're what you're worried about there, but like just want to move parts and shift some things yeah. around kind of deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know that Pacers are trying to break up the DeMontis Sabonis and uh miles Turner. Yeah. Uh, duo. I think they kind of both do similar things and I know there's some frustration kind of with both of them. And so they, it was always rumored that this was going to happen. Yeah. I think it's been in the discussion for the last couple of years. And so uh, breaking that duo up was important first, for the Pacers. First thing I noticed though about this, so sh uh, shout out to Tristan Thompson still being in the league. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tristan Thompson still <laughs> cashing Whoa. those, still cashing those NBA checks. Uh, Good for him. <laughs> one of the craziest, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that trade and then kind of, Last little trade that uh, we'll discuss here it happened yesterday as, or today. Uh, the Utah Jazz traded away Joe Ingles. Uh, we talked about Joe Ingles last week real quick. Uh, just tore his ACL. 
Uh, he was a piece that was getting talked about a lot uh, for this upcoming trade deadline anyway. So it's not shocking that he got traded. It does hurt that he can't even play. And, of course, the team that gets him is the Trailblazers. <laughs> and so um, he's traded. Utah Jazz got Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, who was a part of the C.J. McCollum trade to the Blazers. And Honcho Hernan Gomez, who, you know, decent pieces, I guess, guys who haven't really played a whole lot. So I don't really know what the deal was with that trade either, but that's kind of like your big trades right now that have come across the board um, that have some eye popping pieces. The other ones that will, I'll just kind of mention and we can get on with it is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers traded for Karis LeVert. Uh, that was on February 6th. And that's a solid pickup for the Cavs. Uh, they've been a really surprising team so far this season, uh, right there in the mix for a playoff spot right now. And so uh, added a much needed wing piece for them. And then the other one, uh, part of the Portland Blazer, Trailblazers fire cell, uh, they got rid of Robert Covington and Norman Powell. They sent them to the Clippers, got back Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, who I didn't know was still in the wow. league either. And Keon Johnson, who I don't really even know who that is. But <laughs> so um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers make more moves tomorrow, maybe trying to just unload and. Yeah, yeah, there it wouldn't shock me to get more picks and like I really further don't, down the road. They don't have a lot of like enticing pieces either, though. So that's kind I'm of the tough these part. Guys they just got too. Yeah, so I'll be curious to see kind of what happens. We still have got a little bit till the trade deadline. So, you know, tomorrow or, you know, for you listening yesterday, uh, there could be some wild stuff going on. The thing to watch right now would be Ben Simmons. Yeah. James Harden. James Harden has not played in the last several games. He's actually being set out uh, of these games, which usually means you might be getting traded. Uh, and so there's a lot of talk that's been heating up. I don't know how likely it is, but, um, you know, Harden is frustrated with his situation with the Nets. They're not winning the way that he uh, wants to. Your, you know, third best player can only play road games. And so I think he's frustrated with that and would love to go play with a guy like Joel Embiid, who's having an amazing mm -hmm. season right now, uh, playing MVP caliber. And so I think if you're the 76ers, you've got to get this done. You got to find a way to do it. You got to take advantage of Joel Embiid playing like he is. Um, and if you have the opportunity to add Harden, I think you got to take it. I think that move would benefit both teams right now. I mean, yep. Yeah, Harden's been inconsistent this year, but also is unlikely to sign again next year when he becomes a free agent. Yep. Yeah. Which maybe is also some of the reluctancy and hesitance from 76ers, but also would you rather have Harden play half of a year or have Ben Simmons just never play at all? Yeah. Like at least you get Harden for half a season and can see how this experiment goes, which would actually match way better with Joel Embiid. Yep. I, I agree. I think you've got an opportunity here and anything is better than what you're getting from Ben Simmons. You know, um, the asking price is going to be high for Harden. For sure. And I think that's definitely what the mm -hmm. setback is, but it's really hard to win a championship in the NBA. And when you got a player in a time frame to possibly do it and still one this year, yeah. when there's not really a favorite, yes. I just don't see why you wouldn't take advantage of that opportunity. And but the Nets are one of the teams that Simmons fits and works with. Yeah. You got, you got shooters, you have ball handlers. Hey, we just need you to be 
a, Draymond, a basically. Draymond yeah. point guard and rebounder and defender, dude. Like, yep. You, we could have you score nothing, and that it's okay. Yep. It really <laughs> makes sense for both sides. Um, I, I just don't know if we'll see it get done. Uh, yeah. I know Maury, Daryl Morey for the Sixers uh, can work some magic, so we'll see what he's able to do if they're able to pull that off. But right now, uh, it's still the calm before the storm, which is great trade deadline day. So uh, just <laughs> looking forward to seeing uh, possible movement throughout the league. And so that will kind of do it this week. We'll check in next week if there's anything crazy that goes off. We'll we'll be there to uh, cover it for you. Cool. <laughs> so much excitement. No, nah, it's, yeah, still, it's still uh... – there's still some uh, some kind of middle ground here going on with the NBA. Uh, trade deadline does get exciting, but this is we're still kind of in in football mode, if we'll call it that. Uh, but that does wrap up the NBA shotgun. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and kick this over to Shot Bets. So, um, last week's shot bets, not that exciting, but, uh, with the pro bowl going on, we had a bet going on on the game. And, uh, so, you know, some, some good old 300 pound flag football, basically gotta love that. Uh, AFC beat the NFC to give me and Dustin the win and Brooks the loss. Basically that's some go AFC. Woo. Yeah. Such a meaningful win. We're all so proud. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, as far as this week goes, uh, shot bet number one, we have the coin toss happening, uh, was me and Brooks going tails, Dustin going heads. Then we have the shot bet number two, which is Bengals versus the Rams. Uh, four and a half point favorite on the Rams side. Dustin and Brooks taking the Rams side of the bet. Me taking the slightly Bengals side of that bet, although still Bengals side of the bet. As far as shot bets out, I'm sitting at 24, Brooks at two, Dustin at three. And anybody out there listening... Make sure to take some time. Oh, we got Super Bowl weekend coming up, so uh, trust me that that's gonna ch- get to video it. That, that's gonna get knocked Most down to about to about to about fourteen. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, anybody out there wanting to pay off any shop bets right now? Make sure to go ahead and do so at this time. Uh, but um, I think that does kind of wrap up this week's episode. Um, any final shots out there that y'all want to kind of discuss? Oh, Dustin, do, Dustin's ready. I do have one this week. Okay, okay. Want to talk a little D2 basketball. Get it. The LCU men's and women's team. Okay. So Lubbock Christian are both ranked number one in D1, or D2, sorry. Mm. Earlier this week, former Texas Tech Red Raider Parker Hicks put up a 50-burger, Ooh. breaking the LCU men's record. And he scored in that game the first 34 points for LCU. (laughs) Ridiculous. So he's doing great uh, over there. And the women's side, they're ranked number one as well. They just had earlier this week their 100th consecutive home victory. Okay. So 100, huh? Yeah. Broke. Yeah. Consecutive uh, home victory? Past UConn. Um, all those great UConn teams. I think they're ranked fifth all time or something. Or That's got to be up there with like that whole, that, that whole UCLA men's team, right? Yeah, they're way, way up there. 
you know, all time stuff. But yeah, great little D two basketball over in Lubbock at LCU. Jesus, that's yeah. insane. All right, I'm digging that stat, or I'm digging, I'm digging that that uh, that that uh, final stat. I guess you want to call it. You bet. <laughs> uh, Brooks, anything for you for final shots this week? Not really. Just you know, enjoying all the sports that are going on. Tuning in for a little Winter Olympics from time to time and curling. Um, that's just about tuning in for some curling. Yeah. So <laughs> I was watching a TikTok the other day, and it was like it was like a redneck like announcing the game itself. Oh, phenomenal! He's just like, and he's going, and she's going to hit that small gap there, right there. And look at it. That is just some top tier gap splitting. And I'm like, uh, that's this is this is why we watch the Winter Olympics right here. Just fucking people hype over curling. All right. Well, that does wrap up this week's episode of The Tailgate. So um, for those listening live, make sure you do hang out. Make sure you do stick around. Uh, We uh, we do have Club Red coming right after this, where we're going to discuss what's going on for Texas Tech, but also, uh, you know, what's going on as far as uh, the rest of Tech Sports as well. So uh, hang around. We'll kick that off here in about a couple minutes. Catch y'all at the next Tailgate. Peace.